And now on Tucson Business Radio X, your home for real estate with Carol Nugent. Hello, everybody. This is Carol Nygut, your home for real estate at Caldwell Banker Realty. And I'm coming to you today from beautiful Tucson, Arizona, where I'm looking out at the Catalina foothills. I'm sorry to tell those of you in the Midwest, in the Northeast, but it's about 80 degrees here, blue skies. Uh, so we're very glad to welcome you onto the program. And today we are coming to you remotely. Uh, so. Um, Hopefully, you'll be hearing us clear as a bell, because today we're going to talk about a pretty important topic, COVID-19, and what does it mean to the real estate market? And I'm actually going to be recording two programs, and our first program, I'm delighted to welcome Jim Callery, who is the manager of one of the Caldwell Banker uh, Realty offices in Green Valley, uh, Saurita. Arizona, which is just south of Tucson a bit. And Jim has been a realtor for 35 years, um, both here in Arizona and also in Colorado. He's also an educator teaching classes for the Green Valley, Southern Arizona um, Association of Realtors and at Hogan School of Real Estate. He's the past president and realtor of the year for the Green Valley South Reed Association of Realtors the past president of the Summit Association of Realtors, and I'm assuming that Summit, Colorado. And he served on the Tucson Association of Realtors Governmental Affairs Committee, and he also chaired the Tucson Association of Realtors Rate Cap Committee, which has to do with our lobbying. At the, uh, and so Jim is very much someone who knows the real estate market, and he knows what's going on from the inside out. So I'm just delighted to welcome you, Jim. Well, thanks, Carol, and thanks for the opportunity. And, yeah, one of the reasons I, I, I wanted to talk to Jim, not only because of his experience, but Jim feels very much like I do. Those of you who listen to my shows know that the reason I am producing these shows is that I want to be of assistance providing information and education. And there's a lot of people in the country today who are very concerned uh, and really very um, unhappy and very stressed about what's going on with the real estate market due to the COVID-19 restrictions. And I know that Jim is equally committed to being a service to people. So I'm grateful that he was able to spare time from the many, many conference calls you have to participate in. And Jim, I know that you have a great commitment to realtors, and I definitely want to talk about um, how this COVID-19 is affecting the realtors. But I'm, I'd like to start with what is it that you want the clients of realtors or our prospective clients to know, in terms whether they're buyers or sellers? Well, that's a good question. Thanks very much. I think that it's really important that the clients out there feel comfortable with the way we're practicing real estate today. And we'll probably be going through some changes, learning the new normal, so to speak, and being able to match the way we service the client today with what makes them feel comfortable. Well, I know that I myself, as a realtor, I I currently actually have four listings uh and i 
I just closed two transactions last week. I'm closing a transaction next week. I have another transaction closing in a couple of weeks. So I think one of the things that I want to do is assure um, people who are wondering, the question that I get is, is, is real estate even moving? So I at least can say my experience is that, yes, I'm still doing quite a bit of business. Granted, some of it is left over their transactions that went into escrow prior to the restrictions. But I have quite a bit going on. And I'm wondering, Jim, I know some of the things that I'm doing, but what are you recommending that realtors do to help their customers or potential customers feel more comfortable? Well, I believe that it starts with talking to people. As realtors know, in general, if we look at the National Association of Realtors survey on an Mm -hmm. annual basis, a lot of the indicators are that realtors don't do a very good job of following up. Many mm-hmm. people uh, fill out those surveys and they say, well, I'd love to hire my realtor that sold me this house if only I could remember their name. So I think that it's a time now, especially uh, with so many of us being at home or in stay-at-home orders. So it's a good time for us to look through our of influence, those people that we sold houses to, those people that would recommend us to somebody, and just follow up with them and talk to them. In addition to that, I think that it's a good time to bypass on a lot of passive marketing and go more directly to things that will put us in touch with people and connect with people, as opposed to just throwing our name out there and hoping somebody finds it. Well, I couldn't agree with you more. I know when this whole thing started, I think it's been about three weeks, I happen to have a service that um, sends out little packages, little gifts, and I sent out to about 40 people a little card just encouraging them that, you know, this too is going to pass and bright days are ahead, and with a little um, a gift of brownies for everybody. And I know that's something that I did because, I, as you were mentioning, I want my clients to know that I am here, and I want them to feel that I'm somebody that they can rely on. And um, are you in touch with many of your agents at this time, or is, is that a little catch as catch can? No, it's just the opposite of that. It's I'm in touch with them continuously. And I'm using some of the new technology. One of the things that we can do today is find out from our clients as a manager, find out from our agents what do they feel comfortable with when it comes to communicating. So if they're comfortable with a Zoom, for example, or Microsoft Teams, I think Microsoft Teams is a very underrated teleconferencing uh, format. If they're comfortable using some of these, and as I um, had mentioned earlier to you, Carol, that I heard uh, there's a new one out there now, I think it's a Google thing, Blue Team. I haven't been on that one yet. But if the clients, or in my case, the agents are used to using something like that, find out what it is, and then learn that tool so that you can communicate with them. I think communication is key today. And so you're encouraging your agents to use some of those technologies to be in touch with their clients and prospective clients as well? Yeah, what a great thing to come out of all of this. I mean, it's hard to find a silver lining in this whole debacle, but Nevertheless, there is a silver lining, and I think communication is that silver lining, telecommunication, where you can actually go out and bring up 
listing contracts or purchase contracts and show it to them rather than just send it to them for their signature or send it to them for a DocuSign signature. We can actually communicate with them, look at them, learn how to share the screen and show them what they're signing and describe it to them. So I think that virtual meetings, virtual showings of homes, mm-hmm. the new way of doing business, I think, let's call it the new normal. And I think that's one of the good things that will come out of this. I think a closer, a closer relationship with our clients. Well, I agree with you. I mean, I think that the extenuating circumstances are forcing clients and potential clients to be a, be a little more reliant on their realtor. And I, I think that's a wonderful thing as long as the realtors are, are ready to take that on. Um, you mentioned about virtual showings, and I, I know that's one of the things that I've been learning. In fact, I just listed a house yesterday down in Saurita, not far from you, and we are just promoting like crazy that the homeowner is actually willing to do virtual showings herself with FaceTime. So we, we're promoting that anybody who's interested can contact me and schedule an appointment, and then the, the homeowner is going to tour the house on FaceTime. And I love that idea, and I, I love the idea that I, we're partnering more with our clients. You know, a lot of times, clients never know what the realtor even does, and now I, I think it's giving us an opportunity to partner a little more because the truth is, as a realtor, all I do is support and guide um, and advise as best I can the people that I work for. But it, it's really their transaction. We can find ways to use technology to our advantage to draw us closer rather than for uh, the circumstances of COVID-19 to make us more isolated. Well, the key word that you just said was closer. And I'm a veteran. I was in the Navy. And anybody that's a veteran will tell you that the people they served with, especially during wartime, the bonds that develop during those hard times, those times where you have no idea what the future is going to bring, those times are times that relationships solidify for a lifetime. So as we talk about clients in real estate, we're always talking about clients for life. But we don't really foster that as well as we could. And again, you know, not to say that this is this whole thing is a good and uh, event that took place, but there are some good things to come out of it. And one of those good things is that most all of our clients today are rattled. They're upset. Mm-hmm. They, they need help. They have no idea what the future will bring. They're confused. And it's a great opportunity for realtors to step up and be that calming hand and be their partner through this. And that will foster a lifetime of a relationship. Yeah, I I really agree with you about that. And I'm curious, in addition to utilizing some of the new technology and staying closer to their clients and prospective clients, are there any other things that you would recommend that agents do to help their clients? Yeah, absolutely. I think that at this point, as I said, find out what their clients can use for technology. It's a good time to do that. But as we look at the Southern Arizona real estate market, Mm -hmm. one of those things that we can talk about is that 
the the fundamentals are still there. We mm-hmm. still have a very low inventory, and we still have high demand. As you were saying, you've been able to make sales. You've got closings coming up. I'm seeing that across the board as I talk to my agents and other agents at other companies that, for the most part, business is going on. But one of the things we need to do as an industry is get out ahead of this rather than sit back and say, well, when this is over, I'll get back into it. Well, when will it be over? I yeah. do believe that American life going forward has probably changed for quite some time. Mm-hmm. We could see that masks and gloves and eye protection are part of what people will wear as they mm-hmm. go out of their house. But what mm-hmm. else does it mean? Will they want to sit in your car and ride around and look at properties in somebody else's car? Will you want somebody sitting in your car? Hard right. to say on that. So I think that it's very important that we embrace the change and look for those tools that we can still work for real estate. We can go to a seller or a buyer and say, this is how we're doing business now. And I've got the handle on it because I've been practicing and we can do business and keep people safe. I think that's what they want to know today. We're in control, we're calm, and we can use the technology. Those are all really good points, and on a real practical level, I know one of the things that I feel very fortunate because about right very early on when we started hearing about this, I made a purchase through Amazon of several hundred little alcohol swabs that come individually packaged, and now I'm providing those at all my listings. I put a little table, or I have the homeowner put a little table out in front of the house, and we put in a a, a little basket with the swabs and a little garbage bag and a sign that just says, please use swab before entering the property. And, you know, in fact, just before we started our call, I just was notified that I've had two more showings at a house that I listed on Monday. And so, you know, I think that, we all need to be very responsible and careful and use an extreme amount of caution. But there are ways that we can continue to provide service to our clients. And it's obvious to me by the amount of notifications I'm getting that buyers are out there. And I think that providing them with a little bit of safety, like the alcohol swab, uh, that's very beneficial. I know also um, when I have to show property, I have been swabbing, going into a property, turning on the light, opening cabinets and doors so that once my buyer comes through, they don't have to be touching the the surfaces. So I think that there definitely are things that we can be doing to keep moving the market forward. But, you know, I'm so glad you brought that up because I think that's the question I'm getting. What's going to happen to real estate? Everyone's a little panicked about it. And I just happened to see a very interesting uh, report that just came out this morning. And I found it on Market Watch. Fannie Mae is now on their April, which is their newest projection. They're not projecting that home sales are going to fall by about 15% uh, in 2020, drive, excuse me, driven by a downturn in existing home sales. Uh, however, they are anticipating that prices will not drop. And, you know, it's so interesting because that's what I'm finding so much is 
people are anticipating, buyers in particular, are anticipating that prices are going to start dropping, and therefore they're buyers who are waiting. But Fannie Mae is actually projecting that the median price for an existing home will rise to 275000 from 272000 And, of course, this is national projections. But I think it's fascinating that they aren't anticipating and they aren't projecting any kind of uh, a price reduction, which is, I'm guessing, you're dealing with. I know I'm dealing with it as a listing agent. How do you price a home now? You know, Do you discount it because of these? crazy circumstances. And thus far, I haven't because so much of our pricing is done on comps. And, you know, we're still pricing homes based on homes that sold six weeks ago or more. And do you have any feelings about that or an opinion? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Certainly. Uh, This is exactly what I like to talk about. You know, the fundamentals, as I said, are still good. If we look back at the last crash, now keep in mind that I was in the real estate business when there were 18% 18% interest rates back in the 80s. So having seen a lot, of, nothing like this, I got to admit, nothing like this, but things that have some similarities to this. And when we look at the uh, the last crash, you know, by April of 2007, the Tucson Association of Realtors was reporting that we had 10,400 homes, just over 10,000 homes for sale. Well, when you've got a glut of homes, prices aren't dropping. They're dropping like a stone. Right. And it would take years to deplete that inventory. But when we went into this, we were at an all-time historic low in inventory. Yep. And that hasn't changed much. We're still going to probably hover around 4,000 homes at best, maybe 3,000 where we were. Um, but all in all, that's a very low inventory. And because of that, I don't see prices dropping because it's all a matter of how many choices do we have. If we're going to look at 30 homes over the next two weeks and we're finally going to find one that works for us, we probably still need to step up to the plate. And the one thing that realtors need to keep in mind is that real estate is not necessarily, residential real estate, I should say, is not Mm -hmm. necessarily about houses. It's about people. People's lives have changed. They need a bigger house for some reason. They need a smaller house. They need to move out of here. They need to move in here. So it's moving people. It's not necessarily moving houses. And those people's lives haven't changed at all. Those events in their lives are still there, and they need to buy a house or they need to sell a house. Well, it's interesting you should say that, Jim, because um, another part of this article talks about the fact that there are sellers right now who because they don't want people in their houses or for whatever reason you know they're canceling their listings they're pulling their listings and in fact this uh, article in market watch makes the point that that's only exacerbating the low inventory which is you know really going to to keep the market price-wise very very healthy for a long time to come and i've also been reading through Barron and a lot of uh, different economists that are showing exactly what you're talking about, that I think there's a little bit of a post-traumatic stress disorder from the recession in the mid-2000s, which was really related to a problem with the real estate market, in particular the mortgage industry. But in every other major recession that we've had across history, the housing market hasn't 
declined even as much as the stock market, for example. And I, I really w- hope we can get that word out there because I think people are very frightened. In fact, I had a call this morning with a client who I sold a home to last year. He's a younger man. He's in his early 30s. And he now wants to look at buying an investment property because he thinks it would be better to balance his portfolio because of what's going on with stocks, right? Yeah, and he's smart because even though we we both agree that the prices shall be sta- somewhat stable, and they probably will be, we're probably right on that, you might find a seller out there that doesn't believe that. You might find a seller that feels that I need to get out now while we're getting good, and they're ready to drop their price dramatically or take an offer that they would not have taken, say, three months ago. So a buyer out there today that finds the house that's suitable for them, this might be a great opportunity for them to see if they can pick that offer or pick that house up with an offer that they would not have made two or three months ago when there might have been two or three other buyers buying for the same home. And are you seeing um, a dramatic decline in the number of sales in the Green Valley, Chalrita area? Not a dramatic decline, but certainly one that uh, we'll know more as, as time goes on. We're seriously into about three weeks of this virus as it came into our state. Uh, so it's hard to even tell whether or not we're still going into some tough times virus-wise or we're, we're already maybe leveling off. It's hard to say at this point. But as we get, a, well, let's say, another three weeks under our belt, we'll be able to measure that a little bit more. You know, the immediate, well, yeah. if we look at the stock market, the immediate shock to the stock market, and it dropped into, you know, the Dow drops into about uh, 17,000 or so. Well, it's back into the 23, 24,000 range already. So we're kind of plodding along here where immediately we were all a little bit in shock. But again, I think it's important for realtors to demonstrate to the buying and selling public that we're standing tall and we're calm. We've got this, and we've got their business in our hands, too. Well, I know I, I certainly feel that way. Yeah. Um, and I'm glad to hear, you know, that now in your area where, where you're the branch manager in Green Valley and Sarita, I know we have a lot of full-time residents down there, but we also have a lot of part-time residents, particularly in, in the Green Valley area. Are you finding any shift by in, in that population? I know I read an article this morning. I thought it was kind of amusing that seniors um, didn't feel that they would be as financially hurt by the downturn in the market and, and the effects that COVID-19 was having on the economy. Have you seen any trends or anything in Green Valley versus Sarita? You know, um, nothing too dramatic. They're still snowbirds, so yeah. they're there during the winter months, and right about now is about when they're starting to pack up and go back north or where wherever they're from, back east or back north, and that's still in play right now. I've heard from a few people that they don't necessarily want to travel. They want to hunker down right in their home. Yeah. Um, and certainly, like all communities, um, there are there's a constituency that feels like, well, it's all a bunch of nonsense, so we're just going to keep on having parties and whatever we want to do. But for the most part, 
it looks like people are taking it serious. They want to stay safe. And for those people that come and go, they're still coming and going. And uh, it still looks somewhat normal. So I think that, it's like I said, it's a new normal, but things are still somewhat normal. And ladies and gentlemen, my listeners, I just wanted to let you know this is Carol Nygut, your home for real estate. For Tucson Business Radio X, normally we broadcast from the Stuart Title Building in downtown uh, Tucson, but because we're being very conscientious, we're staying at home, so we're broadcasting remotely. And I'm chatting now with Jim Callery, who is the branch manager of the Coldwell Banker Realty Office in Green Valley and Salrita. And we are just talking about what's going on with real estate and how is the COVID-19 uh, pandemic affecting it. And so I'd like to continue our conversation, Jim. I'm just curious, do you have any new agents in your office? People have just started out in the midst of all of this? Yeah, can you believe it? What a time to have to come into the real estate business. As a matter of fact, at the point, now our office was the first one in the marketplace to put a sign on the door that says that we are going to observe the national guidelines. And of course, we were early to do that. And uh, it seemed like uh, it was met with some, some discussion at right off the bat. So uh, here at the same time, a couple of new agents just started up. So, wow. you know, so what a time to have to come into the business. But my, again, going back to what I said earlier, I, here's something I always tell new agents. I don't know if you're going to make it in the real estate business until your mother buys a house from somebody else. And <laughs> tongue in cheek, what that means is that I have seen where best friends or relatives of a new agent will go out right away and buy a house from somebody else because they planned on buying a house and the new agent figures everybody knows I'm in a new career now. Well, everybody doesn't know that. And that's a lesson for people that have been in the business for a while. Mm -hmm. We assume that those closest to us, our friends, our relatives, what we in the business call our sphere of influence, those people are the ones that we never talk about real estate with. We talk about the football game or we talk about something else that we did back in high school or something, but we don't talk about real estate. So it's a good reminder for all of us that, at this time in particular, follow up with those people that love you, that will be the first to say you've got to use this agent. Follow up with those people, your friends and your relatives, and remind them that you're in the real estate business and you're still doing business. And that's what we can do right now, whether you're new or an experienced agent. Well, and you know, it's funny, but I don't know how you feel about this. And I this might consider this a little bit of blasphemy, but... One of the things that I really am kind of enjoying is that nobody knows what's going to happen. You know, we can, as I've been doing, we can read a lot of articles. I believe it is one of the things I try to provide to my clients is I try to stay very informed and knowledgeable. Not that I'm an expert, but I at least like to be knowledgeable. And I, but I do find that it's 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 another one of those things that kind of helps to join us with our clients is to be able to say, I really don't know. This is what I read in an article. 
but there's something a little bit liberating about being able, like now when you list a new home, being able to tell the when the client says, well, I hope it sells fast, being able to say, well, I really don't know. Yeah, yeah for being, sure. You know, so I, there, there's a, it's been a great leveler in that nobody can promise anything because nobody knows for sure what's going on. And as you know, we do have certain people who operate in our industry who tend to make promises um, that they probably shouldn't be making in the first place because that's just the, the way that they choose to conduct business. I don't particularly feel that that's the kind of ethical, moral compass I want to use, but I do find that, you know, being being able to be just very honest in saying, I really don't know, uh, and maybe sending an article. I've been sending a lot of articles to people at, just to provide them with information, not that it's an answer, but just to give them some information, because I think right now everybody would like to have information. It's, it's very helpful. Uh, not that it can be relied on, but at least it's something. In my years, I taught stress management for many years before I came into real estate. And in fact, I think that that serves me really well. And one of the things that I learned doing that is that nothing is more stressful than not knowing. You know, that's what we run up against in every real estate transaction. It, am I going to get an offer? Are they going to accept my counter? What's going to happen with the inspection and the repair request? You know, it's all the not knowing that's so stressful. And I think it's, it's kind of nice now that we're all in that same position. And it, for me, it's another way that it just draws me a little closer to my clients because I think it's a dangerous when realtors allow themselves to be put on a pedestal as if they do have all the answers. And, you know, as you know, we always talk about, you know, not getting outside of your expertise. Uh, and I just wondered if, if, if you feel like I just committed some blasphemy? <laughs> no, actually, you hit it on the head, not knowing. You know, as I mentioned, I'm a veteran. Um, there's never been a war where we actually knew what the outcome was going to be. And yeah. no war. Have there ever been anybody that could absolutely predict what the outcome will be? And when we've gotten into wars, they've always fooled us, and they've gone longer than they were supposed to, and there's been more casualties than we anticipated. And what we're facing as a world today is, in fact, we're facing a world war. It's the world at war at this time. And so it's like a war, and not since the Civil War in America has the enemy been right outside our door? So we're not used to not being able to come and go as we please. And we're not used to looking at people walking down the aisle towards us at Safeway thinking, is that the enemy? Am I going to get infected by getting too close to that person? So right. never before since the Civil War have we had the war on our doorstep. And that's what has people so rattled right now. All the more reason why, as realtors, we have to be leaders right now, be calm, and project that calmness to our clients. Hmm. I, you know, I just love hearing that, and I really do hope that I'm emulating that to people. Um, I'm just wondering if you're thinking that that's kind of, because it's changing, as you said, it's sort of changing a little bit. Um, the the way that realtors relate to their clients and are you anticipating that that is one of the things that will continue going forward like the level of communication that you were talking about earlier 
Yeah, I do think that, as I said, you know, when can we envision Americans wanting to go to a movie theater again or Americans wanting to get together in an arena of, say, 30, 50,000 people and see a live uh, football game or see a live music event? When can we anticipate people getting that close? Do you want to sit down in a chair and watch an event with somebody on either side of you or somebody coughing behind you? When will those days return? And I think those days can't return prior to some type of vaccine. And that Mm -hmm. vaccine is out a ways. It's not going to be here immediately. So we either have a choice as realtors of putting our whole business on or in our life on hold until that happens or learning how to deal with business and life going forward. And I think we'll see for a long time to come Americans walking around with masks and uh, face shields and gloves mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. And that will become the new normal for the immediate future and maybe extended beyond that as we go into flu seasons going forward. I think we're more cognizant of things like viruses now and cleanliness Mm -hmm. and staying safe. So that may last a long time, if not for an extended long time. I hate to say forever, but for a long period of time going forward. That means that as realtors, we have to adapt to that. Are they going to want to get in my car? Are they going to want to be two feet from me as we unlock the front door? Are they going to want to walk through somebody's house? As you said, you open the cabinet doors ahead of time. That's a selling feature to sellers. This is what I'll do for you so that when they come through, they won't have to touch your cabinet. That's a feature. You know, so I think that um, those kinds of things, as we think creatively, that we'll have to be envisioning the new normal and then bringing that to our clients. And and what I'm thinking about listening to you, Jim, is I know that, that the Japanese, it's a very acceptable part of the culture to wear masks. They wear them all the time. And so it's just, it's really a cultural shift that we're going through. And real estate has to adapt as a culture is shifting. Absolutely. Yeah. And I believe that uh, was one of the reasons that South Korea did so well through this, inv- uh, this yeah. event is that uh, it's, it's the normal thing to go out into public wearing masks. So, yeah. You know, I'm not crazy about that idea. However, whatever the normality is going forward, I'm ready to adapt to it. Well, I can see that the masks now will all be branded with a different real estate. Yeah, program. you bet. Yeah. <laughs> that'll, be, get... that'll, be one of, that'll be one of the things that we give to our new, our new buyers when we first meet with them is we'll hand them a little goodie bag and it'll have a mask and it'll have gloves to match the color of whatever the brokerage is, 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 there, is branded. Um, I think that would be really interesting. <laughs> branded or um, I'll go get a full face mask and it'll be uh, Brad Pitt. So, um, you know, something that looks really good. Well, I'm, I'm wondering, given what you're saying, um, it sounds to me like you feel pretty bullish about the southern Arizona market in the next 12 to 18 months. Yeah, I think absolutely. And I think that if our uh, Association of Realtors takes that on, you know, like I said, be the calming hand, follow up with everybody you know, talk to people, uh, get away from the idea so much of 
what kind of gimmick can I use to generate buyer leads and actually go into a more proactive type marketing uh, activities that you're actually talking to people and calling people up, like kind of like the old days where we call people up and uh, say hello and connect with them, work with them through this environment, build that loyalty because you were there for them. And then we go into the field realizing that the world hasn't fallen off a cliff and there's business to be done. This is about people's lives and changes in their lives and address those and still do business, find a way that works for the client and do business that way. We can keep things moving and uh, let's hope that at some point down the road there is a vaccine and that uh, people feel very comfortable and throughout all of it, we've built better relationships as an industry. Do you think that there's a possibility that we are going to see a, a, a glut of buyers and sellers once these restrictions are lifted uh-huh. because people have been deferring their sales or their purchases? Yeah, it's very possible. And it could be one, the other, or both, actually. You know, as you mentioned, yes, there are people that just don't want somebody through their house right now. So they've right. taken their house off the market. And we could see a bunch of homes coming on the market, but I don't feel that that's been the majority. I think the majority of people that want to sell, want to sell again because of a life event in their personal life and they still want to sell. But um, so, yeah, we kind of go back to a release of stay at home orders and we start moving around again as a society. I don't know that that's going to be a glut of sellers coming on. And same story for buyers. They're buying for personal reasons in their life, things that yep. have occurred in their life. They had another baby. They needed a bigger house. That, is, right. that hasn't changed. This event hasn't changed that. So they're still out there looking around and buying houses. And as a manager, I'm seeing these contracts come through the office, and I'm amazed. There's still a lot of business going on out there. Well, and I think we're very fortunate in that, the greater Tucson area and Green Valley and South Rita, we, our economy has been so strong. And some of the businesses that are coming here, Amazon and Caterpillar and Raytheon, and I know that Raytheon has a lot of people who reside in South Rita, in your area of Southern Arizona. I, I, and I, I think that that, I know I just, I have three relocation deals right now. Um, Raytheon, Caterpillar, GE, and they're very much still doing business and they're continuing to move people around. And so I think that that, that is an advantage for us in the Tucson, Southern Arizona market. And, and I don't think that will be affected by the economic change that, you know, that we're, we're going through. What do you think about, I had someone ask me and I've wondered this too, are we about, because so many people have lost jobs, are we about to see the return of REOs, bankruptcies, and short sales? Mm, wow, what a great question. The answer would be, what were we talking about a bit ago? I don't know. Um, <laughs> you know, it's, you know, I suppose we could see some of those types of things. But again, as I started this whole conversation out, this debacle that we're in is not a credit financial Bottle. Mm-hmm. It's something that was thrust upon us, like a, like an attack by a foreign enemy, and that's the virus. It's an attack by a foreign enemy. So it's 
it came on to a marketplace that was not oversold. We weren't overpricing property. We yeah. may have thought, wow, you know, they'll never get that. And then they wound up getting it. But no, it still wasn't like the previous crash where properties were going up outrageously on a weekly basis. We had good growth going. We had a stable listing inventory and we had a, a good crop of buyers coming. So it was all in all, everything was good. It wasn't based on overselling the real estate like the last time. So as a result, I just don't think we're going to see prices drop enough to become short sales and REOs. Remember, they have to buy them. They have to buy them with very little money down, and that was part of the last crash, or yeah. no money down. We're not yeah. seeing the commercials on TV like we did back then. We'll loan you 130% of the value. That's what they were yeah. doing back then. We haven't seen that come back. So there have been a lot of protections in the marketplace that kept us from overlending and getting people underwater from the beginning. So we're not, we, we didn't see that, and I don't think we'll see that many REOs and short well, well, I hope you're right. And if we do start to see them, I hope there'll be some more training <laughs> yeah. for how to, how to handle them. Because I guess well, people are the wild card. The wild card here, Carol, is that um, certainly, especially for a market like Cerrito, where it's working people, whereas Green Valley is retired people, uh, Cerrito is a lot of working people. And it's historic. I think I heard today something like 22 million people out of work at the moment. Uh, how fast will we get them back to work? We don't know the answer to that and how much it affects let's say a community like Sarita, we just don't know at this point. But all in all, that will have a factor on it. You know, unemployment is it's a risky thing. You know, so we'll see how that all rolls out. Well, and the other, the other piece of that question is so many businesses and industries are finding out now that they can survive without brick and mortar. Without the people, yeah. They can survive yeah. without as many people. And yeah. that's, that's more what I have in mind. I mean, I think people, um, I certainly think people are going to be challenged. I mean, they're missing payments right now. You know, they're unemployed. They aren't making their payments. And I don't think a $2,500 subsidy from the government is going to take care of the problem forever. I mean, it's, it's wonderful to have something, but there are people who are going to be behind in payments. And, uh, but I'm also thinking about what's going to happen. I, I, especially, for example, with the commercial real estate industry. I know most businesses uh, have leases, so they, they have to maintain their legal obligations. But it's going to be very interesting, I think, to see what happens because there are very few businesses and industries that aren't discovering now that they don't need brick and mortar anymore. Yeah, you know, that's all part of that wild card. We just yeah. don't know what it looks like. So we'll just have to wait and see. but. Um, like I said, things things are still very hopeful, and as realtors, our job is to find that hope and project that, or at least instill that as best as we can into our clients. They Right now, they need somebody to tell them that it's going to be okay. We don't know that to be sure for sure, but uh, you know, certainly there are some very good indicators that our market's going to be okay. 
And are you, is there anything that you're in the process of doing to uh, prepare for the stay at home order being lifted? Oh, yeah. So, what I think what you're asking is, what am I doing with the agents, uh, yeah. say, in my office to, to prepare them for after COVID 19? And that's what I called it, actually. What is your post COVID 19 business plan? Are you working on that now? So can you, and everything we've talked about is all part of that. Can you prepare today for post-COVID-19 work? And that was a big part of my uh, office sales meeting just Monday. So mm-hmm. uh, we, we went over a, a lot of the things that we have to offer, a lot of the things that we've talked about today. And how, how are your agents doing? Are they nervous? I mean, it's a pretty scary time. All right, here's the political answer. It's a mixed bag. So, so for some of them, yeah, they're saying, wow, you know, my business has really fallen off. And for other ones, they've never been busier. And so I do think like in all of the crashes I've been through, and certainly in the 1980s, uh, we would listen to Zig, Zig Ziglar and some of the yeah. motivators. It's mm-hmm. a good thing to do that right now. Go back to some of those old motivational speakers, those trainers from the old days and some from the new days. But go back to them and listen to what they say because the message is always consistent. And uh, it's a lot of what we've been talking about here today. It's, it's a matter of be- believing that things, it's better to believe that things are going to be good even mm-hmm. if you're wrong. Well, uh, you know, I listen to a radio station and they have a little, like a, a, a little tagline that they're using a lot right now. And they talk about one of their newsmen who at one point said the important thing to remember right now is there have always been times like this. You know, we like to think that this is, oh, my God, there's never been anything. Well, we've never had a COVID-19, but there, we've had a lot of crises. Our country has had crises. We've had wars, as you alluded to. We had 9-11. You know, we've, we've had a lot of uh, crises that have crippled us for different reasons, but the, you know, there are times like these and I'm very lucky. I learned a long time ago, this too shall pass. And I believe that this will pass. It's just, how do you go about getting through it in the meantime? <laughs> That's the important yeah. thing, I think. Well, we're all making tomorrow's memory. Tomorrow we'll have memories of this time. And we'll look back and yeah, I was here, I was there, I did this, I did that. What we need to do is remember that when we look back, we're, we're always our, our worst critic, our own worst critic. And what we want to do at this point is do things that will make us proud that we live through this when we get into the future. So project yourself into the future, look back and say, am I doing those things now that I'll be proud of in tomorrow's world? So that when I look back, I'll say, yeah. Well, while there was chaos going on, I did this. I went out and I helped people do this or I helped people do that. I was helping people at that time. And that's what realtors are about. So we want to look back and and be very proud of who we are today. And I also think uh, I might want to throw in keeping a good sense of humor. You know, I've been telling everybody who I talk to or who I email or text, you know, don't forget to have a little fun. You know, we... This is a very serious situation, and it's very tragic 
for a lot of people, and I would never want to overlook or be insensitive to that. But I think that it's also important that we still have some fun. And I know that I've seen some very humorous things on social media um, pertinent to real estate marketing. Um, you know, one that, that is a little plaque that it says, put this on your for sale sign. How would you want to be quarantined in this house? You know, I mean, yeah. and I, I think having a sense of humor is very important. I know one of the things that I saw somewhere that I think is really interesting is start developing your market material now for the baby boom that's going to happen in nine months. Uh, yeah. You know, and be, be ready to market to those people who are going to need another bedroom because they're going to be having another baby. And, and I, I think that there, we do need to have as much of a respect to the seriousness of what's going on. I think we also need to hold on to our sense of humor and have a lightness about us. It's not, um, it's not a, a joyous time. It's a very grim time for a lot of people. But, you know, we, we, we still need to be alive and find the joy where we can find it in equal measure to the sorrow that we're witnessing for so many people. And I think our society has softened up a little bit. It seems like uh, all that was on anybody's mind was politics prior to this. Yeah. And there was a lot of angst. There was a lot of anger. There was a lot of animosity. And today we're seeing very little of that. People are much more concerned with, of course, we're in a survival mode. And, right. uh, and I think people are more helpful today than they've been in a long time. So like any war, people want to come together. And, right. you know, and that presents great opportunities because our industry, real estate, is a giving industry. It's a giving business. So our market today, as difficult as it might be, it's made for the givers, not necessarily for the takers. Yeah, well, we have a tremendous opportunity to be of service, which for me, that's, that's what I'm all about in terms of how I conduct myself personally, but in, in my business. And I, I'm just so thrilled to be able to have this time with you. I'm just wondering, is there anything that you're hearing, either in your own personal life or from your agents, that concerns that the public have that you want to make sure that we get to? Well, certainly the concerns of the buyers are is this a good time to buy? That's probably the number one concern. Is this a good time to buy? Or as you said, buyers that are saying, maybe I'll wait to see if the price comes down. Right. We've talked about it. We've kind of beaten that horse to death. But um, the reality is they should buy when they need to buy. And again, they buy and sell based on what's happening in their personal life. And that hasn't changed. And that's still real. So is it a good time to buy? Of course it is. Because it's going to be good for them. But that's the main concern, and we have to deliver that message that when is it a good time to buy? It's a good time to buy when you need to buy, and right now it's the time. And that works for sellers, too. Is it a good time to sell? When's the best time to sell? Should we wait until we get through this? We don't know what the world is going to look like when we get through this or when we get through this, what that date will be. Will it be this year, next year, two years from now, five years from now? Who knows what getting through this means? And as I said before, nobody has projected, nobody's been able to project the outcome of any war before, and this is a war. 
So we don't know what the world is going to look like. Do you want to deal with the market that we've got at hand right now? Or do you want to gamble on what might be the world that we deal with down the road? So it is a good time to sell, again, because they're selling for the same personal reason that buyers are buying. So when is it a good time to do this? Which is their, always their question today. The answer is, if it's good for you right now, then do it in spite of what's going on. And we as realtors, that's our job to make it happen. And, you know, I think in, in a funny kind of an ironic way, having a stay-at-home order has made people appreciate their homes even more, appreciate the value of what it means to have a home. And and conversely, maybe it's made you realize you aren't so happy with the home that you yeah. had. And, it, and, you know, it's motivating some people to take a look around and find somewhere that really does feel more comfortable for them. Um, I know that Coldwell Banker has a wonderful ad campaign that they're starting, and it, it's all about, you know, how important home is to us. And I think we're all learning that lesson right now. Yeah, absolutely. And and I want to emphasize again that real estate is more than property. Right. It's about people. It's about people right. and people's lives. And their lives are not going on hold. The changes that are happening in their lives, whether it's job changes or family changes or whatever it is, those occurrences will still occur in spite of the coronavirus. And we're there to help them with that situation figure out what hurdles we have to get over. That's our job. And we do it well as an industry, and we need to do it better. We need to stand tall and be leaders through this. Well, Jim, I want to thank you for your leadership, and I want to thank you for giving me this time today. And for those of you who've just joined us late, I've been chatting here with Jim Callery, who is the branch manager for Caldwell Banker Realty in Green Valley, South Reset. And Jim, do you want to um, give out any contact information for those who might be interested in getting in touch with you? Sure, absolutely. Uh, again, as Carol said, I manage the Green Valley office for Coldwell Banker. We are the number one office in the marketplace down there. And I would be happy to talk to any realtors that are out there at the moment. So here's my little pitch. And uh, you can call me at 520 and I want to thank you for the opportunity to be on your show today, Carol. Well, thanks, Jim. And this is Carol Nygut. I'm a Coldwell Banker Realty agent, and I serve the greater Tucson area. And sometimes that takes me into Salrita and Green Valley. And I would be delighted to respond to anybody's questions. Uh, my phone number is 520-448-6033. And I also would love any comments or any recommendations uh, for topics that you'd like to hear us address on this show on Tucson Business Radio X. It's your home for real estate. And my thanks to Mark Bishop, our producer. And I look forward to catching up with everybody next time. And in the meantime, please stay safe, be healthy, and stay home. We hope you enjoyed your home for real estate with Carol Dygate on Tucson Business Radio X, 